Coming up on today's episode of the Mad Dining Podcast, we are back. Episode 84. Uh, we have a shorter episode in comparison to the, the more recent episodes we've been doing here. Nonetheless, still an action-packed episode. We start things off with a little bit of Celtics talk. Danny Schroeder to the Celtics, obviously got to talk about that one. Then we move on to a little bit of Marcus Smart talk. Um, there's been some rumored um, reports that Mark, the Celtics have offered Marcus Smart a contract extension of four years, $77 million. So I give my two cents on that. Then we end the show with a little bit of Patriots preseason talk. They got their game coming up on August 12th against the Washington football team. Uh, shed a little bit of light on that. And then I also go in depth on just what to expect from the, the Patriots in general this season. Um, and, and I make a pretty bold prediction, I'd say, on uh, no, not Super Bowl champions. But still a pretty bold prediction. Uh, so we got that coming up on today's episode. Um, be sure to, you know, wherever you're listening to this, obviously subscribe. Uh, helps out the podcast a ton. And um, last thing, this podcast is brought to you by thegreatvimedia.com. If you guys haven't already, head over to thegreatvimedia.com, www.thegreatvimedia.com. Subscribe to the email listings so you guys never miss a thing. All right, let's do it. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the Matt Dining Podcast episode 84 can't believe we're actually 84 episodes in uh that's that's crazy to think about um now I know I promised everyone for the 84th episode that there was going to be a, an interview coming on here because we're trying to get uh some some interviews in in the month of August just to you know uh fill some time in the in the, the lapse of of sports or lack of sports I should say not lapse uh so as you can see uh, by the title, and if you're watching uh, on YouTube right now, there is no interview uh, coming up. So the reasoning is because there were some scheduling conflicts uh, with the interview, so the interview is actually being pushed to next week. However, it's going to be better because it's not going to be a, uh, a Zoom meeting anymore. It's actually going to be a live, in-person uh, meeting. So we're going to be doing it here uh, next weekend, which will be great because... The Zoom meetings, you know, they're a little, they're a little iffy sometimes. You know, sometimes the sound cuts in and out because there's bad internet connection, the connection issue, all that nonsense. And the best part, though, about and what I'm most excited for, excited for, is I'm not gonna look like as pale white as I usually do, uh, f- for whatever reason. I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'm a pretty, pretty pale white looking guy. But for some reason, when I record on this camera, it makes me look like a little bit tanner versus my. Uh, my laptop camera, which is what we do the Zoom camera with, you know, it really captures my how white and pale I am. So, for the people who are listening, who don't listen on YouTube, uh, they have no idea what we're talking about. Um, but if if you want to know, uh, just go like, you can just see it in, in the I forget what they're called. Uh, you know, like the the video preview pictures. I forget what they're called. Um, like it, it, when I when we do a Zoom video or anything via Zoom, I'm like really really white, and then in comparison to every other. Like this one we're doing right now. I'm like I'm like decently tan, um, but it's all an illusion because I'm not actually that tan. So we got that coming next week. Long story short, we got the interview coming next week. Uh, it's gonna be better, like I said, in person. Um, it is the same guest. Uh, you guys all you guys all do know him uh, pretty pretty well. Um, he's been on the show before, so uh, yeah, we got that coming next week. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, 
Today's, today's episode is obviously a little bit shorter than uh, most episodes, and that is because, as I just said, uh, there's there's a little bit of a lack of sports going on uh, in, in the world right now, especially in Boston sports. You know, we have a few big topics to talk about uh, for the Celtics uh, and the Patriots and the Red Sox, who are currently playing. I, I swore I would stop talking about them because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, let me want to check the score right now because... When I got here, it was the Red Sox were up four to two, and now it's tied four four. So I don't really want to talk about them, but that's that's what's going on with the Red Sox right now. So um, yeah, let's just uh, I guess let's just get right into it. Um, first things first, we just gotta we gotta put it out there. Dennis Schroeder signs a one year deal with the Celtics. That's that's a pretty big news. I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, it's a pretty big get. Um, there's there's been rumors going around here for I don't know. I want to say like a week. Maybe even two weeks now that he was he was gonna come to the Celtics. So the Celtics were interested with him. That they were talking, trying to figure something out. Um, and you know, Dennis Schroeder's been getting a ton of hate, and uh, maybe rightfully so. You know, the the Lakers offered him like an eighty four million dollar deal or something like that. I don't know, so, something something ridiculous uh, like that. And instead, he's getting a five million dollar deal for one year. I think is I think it was like a twenty twenty million dollar a year versus a five million. So, all in all, you know, I mean, if if you're Dennis Schroeder, it's it's like I don't even know because it's like it's not actually like I don't think Schroeder wanted to be at the Lakers. And you know, once they signed Russell Westbrook, obviously that deal went away. So like it's being blown up that like he had that deal and he didn't take it. Um, but like. At the end of the day, the Lakers got who they got, and they, they're probably happy that they, Schroeder didn't take the deal. Or Schroeder, not Schroeder. Sorry, E. Schroeder, if you're listening. Uh, Schroeder didn't take the deal. Um, and I think it's honestly better for Schroeder. You know, I think this free agency is, is, a, is a weird one for point guards. Uh, you know, most point guards, it was decided where they were going, like, within the first three days. You know what I mean? Like, if, if they had a t- – like, so I, I don't know. I just think that it was a weird free agency for, for most point guards, and especially the point guard position, just because there was, like, if you were an upcoming free agent, your your deal was done within the first two days of free agency. So, and you had an idea of where you're going. Your agent had an idea of where you're going. You know what I mean? And, and I think Schroeder was in that weird position where he's, I don't know if he's a $20 million a year type player, but he's definitely not a, what the Celtics got him for. They got him for a steal. He's definitely not that. Um He's definitely like a 10, 11, maybe even borderline $15 million a year player. And the Celtics got him for $6 million, 5.9 to be exact, which is an absolute steal. Um, I don't know. You, you know, it, it's a weird era uh, of NBA basketball we live in because I, I don't want to say I grew up in the area of um, of players like sticking to their teams, you know, through and through because – I, I mean, I guess I did, like, I was the, I was the tail end of it, you know. Um, I grew up with, like, Duncan, you know, Kobe, you know, Dirk Nowinski, you know I mean, Kevin Garnett, you know, he was with was with the Timberwolves as long as he possibly could until he realized he was never going to win a championship and went, and then, you know, like, ended his career. You know, like, I wasn't, I, I didn't grow up in the era of, like, players bouncing around every single, every single year, you know, going to a new team, hunting for a championship, so, uh. It's it's weird because I understand the thinking of why players do that because, you know, 
it's a business and they're trying to get as much money as they can. So it makes sense to me, you know, why players do it. You know, I understand that sometimes teams can't just can't give you the money that another team can give you. And, you know, how long, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is everyone's got to eat, you know. So I understand why players do it. Um, but for me, it's weird because it's only a one-year deal. Um, so like you kind of feel bad for Schroeder because he didn't, he obviously didn't have many options. He didn't take the money. Um, he clearly had no attachment to LA. Um, so from a personal level, you know, you're like, damn that that sucks for Schroeder. But you know, as a Celtics fan, you're like, this is the best thing ever. We got, we got a steal of a point guard for $6 million, uh, for one year here. Now we've talked about it before. I don't know what Brad Stevens is going to do. I don't know, you know, how he's going to go about this year, I don't know how many players are, that are on the team this year are going to be on the team next year. I don't know. It's all a big mystery. But it, one thing is for sure, for certain, Brad Stevens is clearly planning on uh, going all in next year. So this is this year is a is a test. It's a it's a it's a test year for De, for Dennis Schroeder. It's it's uh, you know is, is he is he worth. $15 million contract? Is he worth above a $10 million contract? Is he worth a $20 million contract? You know, it's 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 a, it's a test year. That, that's what I call it. I know I call it something different. I'm drawing a blank on what I usually call it. But it's a test year for Dennis Schroeder to, and for him to show out, you know. Uh, and I think that that's what Brad is doing with a lot of the guys he's signing, you know, as Cantor one-year deal. You know, it's the show, it's the show out, the test, test year for uh, – Ennis Cantor, test year for Chris Dunn, you know, it's like test year for Josh Richardson, you know what I mean? Like they, the, the, the Celtics, and I'm not saying the Celtics aren't going to be good, you know, I still think the Celtics are actually going to be very good. I, I'm actually, I was just talking to Abel about this, uh, you know, right before I started, he texted me and I, I said to text him, it was like, I'm not worried about the starting five. I don't even know who the starting five is going to be, but the Celtics have eight solid guys. Uh, I'm going to find the tweet right now because I literally just, I literally just looked at it and liked it. And the eight guys on the Celtics, like, they're, it, it's like, it's Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Robert Williams, uh, I just said his name. I literally just said his name. Al Horford, Robert Williams, I literally just said his name. Am I drawing a blank on his name? Chris Dunn. Well, that's not right. Um, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. There's eight guys on the roster, right? And, and, and as I've stated before, there's only three guys that are slotted to contractually be on the team in twenty in, in next season. So there's so many, there's so many things right now in place for the Celtics to be so to. to to still be good, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna claim they're gonna win a championship, but they're definitely still a, a, a playoff contending team for sure. Um, if they win a championship, that'd be awesome. But I'm a realist I, as much as I'm a, of a homer as I am for for Boston sports. I'm also a realist. Um, are they gonna win a championship? The likelihood is probably not. Okay, I mean, you got a bunch of guys on a one year deal um, trying to prove themselves to to you know get the bag next year. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but all in all, the Dennis Schroeder move, um, 
at least for this next year, it's exactly what if if you could ask, uh, you know, what the Celtics needed, they needed a point guard who could shoot, and that's exactly what Dennis Schroeder can do. Forty percent shooting from three, you can't argue with that. Um, he's he's get, definitely gonna help space the floor for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to operate. Um, and, and I do love what Brad is doing. Is he's getting one year guys, you know, probably outside of Chris Dunn, and Bruno Fernando now. Um, he's getting one year guys who can shoot. You know, I mean, who have a jump shot that can space the floor that have to be contested. You know, they they have to be contested when they're on the floor, uh, which just opens up the the floor for for Tatum and Brown. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. It's it's kind of it's a weird thing because on one hand, you know, you're really happy Dennis Schroeder, uh, Schroeder, sorry, Israel Schroeder. Um, is on the Celtics because he's exactly what the Celtics need, and he's a perfect fit for the Celtics. Um, he doesn't even have to be a starter, which is great. He could come on. He's he was like third in six minute six man of the year last year, something like that. You know, what I mean, so it's like he's a great bench player. He's I I personally think he's going to be a starter. Um, you're gonna have Pritchard coming off the bench. That was the eighth guy, Peyton, Peyton Pritchard. I couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of it. Uh, it was Pritchard. Um, you're gonna have Pritchard coming off the bench, uh, backing up him. You probably have Marcus Smart now coming off the bench. Um, and that it's kind of a, it's kind of a segue there, uh, into the next topic here. Um, not really because I didn't finish that, that thought. The downside is, you know, Dennis Schroeder got kind of screwed himself and now he's playing for like a, a, a prove it, prove it deal. That's what it was. It was a prove it deal. I couldn't think of it. I said, test, test, test year. It's a prove it year for Dennis Schroeder. That's what it is. Prove it year for Dennis Schroeder. Um, God, I'm all over the place today, guys. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, we got Dennis Schroeder. Um, I'm excited. As a Celtics fan, I'm excited. It seems like Dennis Schroeder's pretty excited. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's – I think he's letting on a little more than he actually feels. Um, you know, he's – I don't think he's actually that excited because, in reality, the guy really lost out on, like, $75 million uh, for from – the two de- the two deals he was offered uh, he was offered a eighty million dollar contract and he's getting a five million dollar contract so it's tough uh, but you know hey it is what it is the Celtics got a great point guard uh, got exactly what they needed um, was he on my list honest to God no he was not on my list uh, I, and someone asked me that someone DM me that uh, a, few, a few minutes after I posted that picture yesterday. Uh, someone DM me and was like, was Dennis Schroeder on the list? And no, he was not on the list because, honest to God, when he got a $20 million contract, I pretty much just, like, he was out. Uh, I think I said on the podcast, or I said somewhere, though, that, like, oh, no, it was, it was in a text exchange with a, with a bell. That's what it was. Um, I, I, I was like, I would love to get Dennis Schroeder, but I don't think we, we would be able to get him because of the money. Um, and obviously, you know, I think – I think he could have gotten money somewhere else, um, but you know, for like a worse team, he could have probably gotten like a ten million dollar deal. But I also think he wanted to compete. You know, I mean, he wanted to like contend. You know, and and I'm not gonna say that them adding Dennis Schroeder makes them a, a a contender for a championship, but it makes them a contender to make a playoff run. That that's where I'll put it. You know, I mean, I I don't think the Celtics seems fully complete. I think the bench has definitely gotten better. For sure, um, you know, no, no matter what, however you look at it now, you know, you got like, like I said, you got the starting five, which is like whoever it's going to be, I'm not really worried about it. And then you got three solid players coming off the bench, and then, you know, who, who knows, maybe Langford and Neesmith can show out like they did 
uh, yesterday in the preseason game and somehow combined for, I don't know, right? between the two of them average like six to like eight points like a night, you know, and just be like consistent players that like come off the bench, you know, and give you like 14, 15 points a game. That like, now you're talking five, like your second five is pretty good, you know, and I think the second five, it's, it's a little scary now because it's pretty guard heavy. Um, it's actually very guard heavy now that now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. You know, you got the total guards they have on the team now is you got Marcus Smart, you got Schroeder, you got Payne Pritchard, you got Langford, you got Neesmith, you got Dunn. That's like six guards. So it's actually very guard heavy. Now now that I think about it, it's very guard heavy. Um They're gonna they're probably gonna struggle inside the paint this year, you know, outside of uh Robert Williams and Al Horford. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm like literally just thinking about this thought as I'm talking. I'm like talking through my thought right now. This is something I didn't plan on talking about, uh, but here we are. So yeah, you know, I, I think I don't know. It's it's gonna be a weird year for the Celtics, and I think most Celtics fans. And I talked about this last week. I think most Celtics fans are not, they're just like there's they expect to make a championship run every single year. You know, and the reality is, and trust me, as a Celtics fan. I want nothing more than that for for the, for that to happen. But the reality is is it's not going to happen this year. They're clearly building up for next offseason. Um, if they weren't, Schroeder would not be on a one-year deal. He'd be on something different, uh, be giving, and would have more money coming his way. But he doesn't. So it is what it is. Um, I'm excited we got Dennis Schroeder. Um, now kind of touching upon about that last segue that I never really segued uh, off of here with the Celtics. There has been reports that Marcus Smart has been offered a five or four year extension for seventy seven million dollars, uh, making his obviously extending his stay in Boston for a five years um, this season and the four after. And this got a lot of backlash, uh, and I wrote a blog about it, and I just want to talk about it a little bit because it was when I put. When I write the blogs, I put them out there, uh, you know, and, and people comment and people read them. And uh, the comment sections from where I post the blogs, they, uh, they're they always very interesting to read. Now, the, the, the spelling in them sometimes is not that good. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. And it, it makes me, you know, take – it makes me view that person who, who made the comment, um, my opinion of their, their opinion. Uh, it makes me question it. So – Regardless of that, uh, Marcus Smart, I've said this once, I've said it before, he, he is trick-or-treat. Um, and what I mean by that is you you never know what you're going to get from him from an offensive standpoint. He could he could have 11 threes in a game. Like he holds the, the craziest stat about Marcus Smart's career is that he's the all-time leading Celtic for threes in a game with 11. Marcus Smart and, and tied for like close and that's like one of the NBA like it's like fourth or fifth of like most threes all time in an NBA game. Mar- that's Marcus Smart. Um, trick or treat because sometimes he could go like eleven for fifteen from three and other times he could go over sixteen from three. Um, but that's just something you know you have to accept with Marcus Smart. Um, I'm 
it's it's tough for me to say this because you know everyone I talk to is always like they need to get rid of smart they need to get rid of smart they need to get rid of smart and I'm I'm sitting here like I understand the frustration from an offensive standpoint but what Marcus Smart brings on the defensive side of the floor you cannot find in the NBA I I and, and there is a reason that the Celtics are keeping him. Like, the Celtics are not oblivious to what Marcus Smart does on the on offense. They're not oblivious to his trick-or-treat play. They're not, a, they're not oblivious to the, the questionable shots. You know, I mean, the, the, the dicey decision-making. Like, they're not oblivious t- to those things. But they understand the value that, like, you have to just eat it. You know I mean? You have to just eat what, what Smart is going to do. And, you know, who knows? Maybe sometimes he puts up 20 and gets, like, six steals and, and gets, like, three offensive fouls, and he's, a, he's great. And then some nights... He doesn't put up 20. Sometimes he puts out eight. But, but see, this is the thing with Mark Smart. There's always a but to it. Is that he's never just, like, an awful player an entire game. Like, that that doesn't happen with Marcus Smart. Even if he's terrible on offense, he's still affecting the game in other ways. Uh, whether it's passing, whether he's getting other people open, whether it's on defense, whether he's drawing charges. You know I mean, he's always doing something. And NBA fans today don't. They don't think about that stuff. They just think about points, uh, you know, and, and they, like they don't value that stuff. Um, and that's why I think you can't get rid of Marcus Smart because I can't, like, honest to God, I can't think of guys and like I can't think of another guy that you would get in return in return that would that does what Marcus Smart does and scores. I can't, like you, I can't think about it. The only other guy that comes to mind that, that is like a Marcus Smart-esque type player is like Patrick Beverly. Just like a constant pest. Because that's what Marcus Smart is. That is why everyone who comes and plays Boston Celtics hates, hates playing against Marcus Smart. Because he's a goddamn pest. They hate having Marcus Smart guard him. He can guard whoever it is. He can guard the he can guard Joel Embiid. He can guard LeBron James. He can guard Chris Paul, Russell Webb. It doesn't matter. Like and, and there's not many guys in the league who can do that, who aren't like superstars. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is a pest. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's like he's the best two way. Obviously, Paul George is a great two way. The Celtics can't go get those guys. That's just that's not realistic. So I mean, if you want to say yes, yes, there's someone out like else out. <clears throat> there's someone else out there that like if you got rid of uh, Marcus Smart, you could go get. Uh, but they can't go. Get, the Celtics can't go get them. So it's like if you're looking to trade Marcus Smart, who are you trying to trade for? I mean, who are you trying to get with Marcus Smart? Because a glaring hole in the Celtics this past offseason was the fact that they couldn't defend anybody. And then when Marcus Smart was injured, forget about it. They were having multiple guys having twenty plus points on them. Like that was a real issue, and I, that's that's being lost on a. On a lot of people is that like that is why you can't get rid of Marcus Smart and and it's tough because is Marcus Smart a twenty two million dollar a year type player? That see that that's where I have an issue with uh, with the the extension deal is I don't know if he's worth that much money. Where now you're talking between four guys, you're gonna have twenty plus million for four different players wrapped up, and really only two of them are worth that. That when Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum are the only two guys on the team that are really worth twenty plus million. Now you have Marcus Smart, 
Now you have Al Horford. That see, that's where I don't like the deal. Um, I think Marcus Smart is a great like fifteen to eighteen million dollar a year type player. I think that's what he is. Um, I think the Celtics, if they make that deal, are going to be overpaying Marcus Smart. Uh, and for from what it looks like and what Brad Stevens is trying to do, I don't think that. That's why I'm not a fan of the deal. Um, I'm a hundred percent a fan of keeping Marcus Smart. I'm a hundred percent of keeping Marcus Smart until he can't be a pest anymore. Until the wheels fall off, kind of like a Julian Edelman type thing, where it's like you keep him around because he does everything else that no one else wants to do. He takes the hits that no one wants to hit. He puts his body on the line. He does the dirty work that the star players don't want to do. That is why you keep Marcus Smart around. And on top of it, Marcus Smart averaged the most points he's ever averaged. He averaged the most assists he ever averaged. Yes, the defense fell off a little bit, but Marcus Smart was also injured all year. So keep that in mind. Um, so all in all, love the Dennis Schroeder deal. Um, love the idea of keeping Marcus Smart around. Um, just don't love that much money. Um, and here's the thing. If... If, if that's what Marcus Smart wants and that that's the bare minimum he's willing to play for, then fine. But you have to work you have to rework Al Horvitz's deal. That that's that's the catch twenty two there. It's like if if, if you're gonna keep Marcus Smart, you can't have Al Horford on, on a twenty seven million dollar contract. That cannot be happening. The guy is and don't get me wrong, I love Al Horford. He's great, but not for that amount of money. Um and I, it's it's tough because the Celtics, the con like, they they lucked out so much with Jason Tatum taking the money that he took, and Jalen Brown taking the money that he took, but they are getting screwed by other players, in the money that they're 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 guaranteed. And, and this this has to do with Danny Ainge. This yes, this has to do with Brad Stevens, and this is why like the Al Horford deal is causing a lot of controversy because it's like, is it really a good deal? I mean, in comparison to paying Kemba like $35 million, it's a good deal because you're only paying Al Horford like 24 this year and like 26 next year or something like that. Um, it's good, but it's not good because you got you got your stars to take pay cuts for the five years, whatever the, the deals that they signed. Jason Tatum signed, signed a five-year deal, and Jalen Brown signed, up, signed a five-year deal, and, and they kind of took pay cuts. Like Jalen, Jason Tatum is making under $30 million. Jalen Brown's making closer to like twenty three million, I think, or something like that, which is crazy because he's an all star. Um, and then you got like Al Horford, and you had Kemba, who was making like thirty five million, and you had like it's 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 so that's where I'm a little concerned with the team moving forward. Is if you offer Smart that deal, you're essentially saying. You're sticking with those four guys, Horford, Tatum, Brown, Smart, and you're 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 gonna have to find guys in the diamonds in the rough in the, in the, the next offseason if you give away twenty million, twenty two million dollars to Marcus Smart. You're not, they're not bringing in a star, so that is that is where I I I understand both sides of the spectrum there. I like I understand people are like you got to get rid of Smart if if you can't keep them. Um, because of the money he wants. I get that. Not because of the type of player he is. Because I love the type of player he is. He's, he's the necessary 50-50 man. 
Yeah, I mean, he's the necessary 50%. He's going to have he's going to he's going to be amazing and 50% he's going to be off on offense. He's the necessary 50-50 guy. That's just what ha- Trust me. You could get just a defense like a like a der- I don't even know. I can't even think of it. You could get like a great defender who sucks on offense. That could happen. Celtics fans. If you really want to get someone else who's just awful on offense, they're just a waste. That's a waste. And that's why Marcus Smart isn't a waste because he's still averages 13 points a game. Like, everyone's like Marcus Smart. Like, I don't know. The Marcus Smart thing, it kind of, it's getting old because it's, it's just like you're kind of on repeat with it. It's like it's he's not as bad as everyone says he is. He's he's a he's a solid. He's a he's a an above average role player for the Boston Celtics. Uh, and I think we're now play devil's advocate here for the next like two minutes. Where people don't like Marcus Smart is his mentality, his, his him thinking he's the alpha on the team and stuff like that. I think that we're gonna see this year. That mentality is, is going to change. I think new coach. Um, it's clearly Tatum and Brown's team. Like it, if if there was a, if there was questions last year about whose team it was, it's it's clear now it's Tatum and Brown's team. So I'm not really worried about that. And Marcus Smart's getting older, you know what I mean. And I'm not worried about that that aspect of uh, of Marcus Smart as most people are, um, and, and understandably so because that's what he's shown ever since he's been in Boston for the past I don't know eight eight years is it it might be like nine years now, um, so I understand it, but you know I'm just I'm not uh, I'm I'm not like completely out on Marcus Smart to the point where we need to trade him and just get a bunch of off season money because. The reality is Marcus Smart is is one of the best, if not the best in the NBA at what he does. That's a fact. The biggest, maybe the biggest pest in the NBA, Marcus Smart. Is are, are, are can you get somebody who's who's a 20 point per game scorer diving on the ground? And I'm not saying Marcus Smart is a 20 point per, per game scorer, but this is what <clears throat> this is what Celtics fans want. They want someone who who averages 20 points a game. So they want 60 points between three players, between <clears throat> Tatum Brown and the mystery play, player that we want to get from Marcus Smart. Um, and then that same player, you want him to bring just as much intensity as Marcus Smart does on defense. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So. I'm all for Marcus Smart. I'm all for Marcus Smart at. I'd even give him like 19 million, and even that might be overpaying. But 22 million is definitely overpaying. Um, a year is definitely overpaying, and, and I think that that's where I'm I'm kind of out on the home like the deal or the extension that Marcus Smart was offered. That that's where I'm out on it. I am definitely in favor of keeping Marcus Smart though. That that is going to go on record. I am 100 in favor. He he's the necessary. He's the necessary 50-50 man, like I said. He's going he's gonna to be the guy in the playoffs that can lock up Kyrie Irving, that can lock up James Harden. He's going to be that guy. Is Bradley Beal going to do that? No. Now, here's where it gets good, is if you can get Marcus Smart for the right price, you can keep him and go get a Bradley Beal. You can keep him and go get a superstar next offseason. But it's all for the right price. So... 
that that's where I'm at with the Celtics. Um, like I said, love the Dennis Schroeder move. I'm in favor of the Marcus Smart move at the right price. Um, I'm definitely not in favor of trading Marcus Smart away for someone who's not going to bring as much defensive uh, efficiency that Marcus Smart brings to the Celtics because he is the heart and soul of the defense. He might not be the heart and soul of the Celtics. Um, I know people don't like to hear that, but he is 100% the heart and soul of the defense for the Celtics, and that's that that goes with that question. Um, so I'm not in favor of just giving away our, our best this, this is what sums up the whole Marcus Smart thing. I'm not in favor of giving away our best defender for another scorer when we already have two elite scorers. That, like, that doesn't add up to me. So, I don't know. Do that what you want. With, with what, do with that with what you want. No, that doesn't make sense. Do with that what you will. That's what it is. Uh... I'm in favor of keeping Marcus Smart. If you're listening and that's, that statement turns you off, I'm sorry. But anyway, I look at it, this, the Celtics are uh, they're only better with Marcus Smart than without him. Um, so, okay. Wow, this is already going longer than I expected. I was expecting like a 25-minute episode. We're already at 30 minutes here. We haven't even talked about the Pats. Okay, moving on to the Pats here real quick. Um, we, um, August tw- 12th. Which is in, which is tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, the Patriots take on the Washington Football Team um, preseason game numero uno. We um, I, I I was doing like a little bit of research about this before the game even or, or before I started recording here, and I don't know. It's it's hard to give like a like a I don't even know like a preseason pregame thing like a. a, a Whatever you want to call it, it's it's hard to it's hard to do that because there's just so much that like you it's like it's hard to judge the, like a team off preseason because it's like all right their their starters played for like maybe two or three series and then like that was it and then like it was everyone else who doesn't have a spot in the team is trying to prove themselves so it's like I don't know it's I'm all for um you know like going in depth here but if I have to make one prediction. Um, it is going to be Cam Newton's going to get like a few series, maybe even like play. I don't even want to say like five might be way too many series um, for him to play, but it's going to be great because we're finally like we're finally going to be able to see how uh, how Mac Jones plays because I I think Mac Jones is going to get majority of the snaps. I think that because I mean obviously Cam has been stated as the the number one. Um, what will be interesting to see is how many uh, series Mac gets with the starting line and the, the starting receivers, um, and seeing how he operates there. Um, I'm interested. I'm also inter- pretty interested to see how Cam does because you know we've been watching videos here. I've been seeing like leak footage of like practice stuff and things like that. You know, and he looks Cam looks pretty good. His arm definitely looks better. You cannot. You cannot say that his arm does not look better. He's airing it out like 30, 40 yards like consistently. He's hitting dudes too. Like he, he's putting it like right here over the shoulder passes like 40 yards downfield. Um that we saw that one time with Demir Bird last year. Like that one play against I mean forgetting I forget who it was, but like we saw it one time. I want to say it was against the Bills. Um So that's good to see. Um I don't know though, you know. I was reading, and they were like the. 
I guess it doesn't really matter because it's preseason and it's preseason, so it, it, it means nothing. But, like, the Washington football team is, like, favored to win by, like, two points, which is nuts to me. Um, but I don't know. I'm pretty excited, honestly. I, I was actually just, like, looking to see if I can, like, get tickets to this thing, but I don't think I don't think I can because it's a Thursday and I'm not trying to drive to Foxborough on Thursday. But who knows? Maybe I'll be there. Um Regardless, I was, I still am like pretty excited just just to watch football. I mean, come on, football is back, dude. Like, and it's back in full swing. Uh, there's no wood to knock on here, but it's back in full swing for the time being. Um, and I think the Patriots are, they're they're gonna shock some people, dude. You know, I I saw I saw something like right before I started recording too. Like, uh, the Patriots like were seven and nine last year. Do we remember how bad that team was? <laughs> like, do we remember how bad that seven to nine team was? Like the Patri- like as Patriots fans, we were just sitting there watching, like, dude, this team is so bad. Like Cam Newton was like awful. The receivers were terrible. The only bright spot was like Damian Harris. Like that like that was it. And now we're like good. Like the tight end game is going to be ridiculous this year. I don't think people understand that, but the tight end game is going to be so good this year. Um, And the defense was probably the best bright spot for the Patriots last year. And the defense only got better. Like, we had eight COVID opouts last year on that Patriots team. No no COVID opouts this year. Those guys back, or Patrick Young retired, but like, Okay. Phillips is nasty. Gilmore's back. Gilmore's back on like a prove it deal now, like trying to prove he's still an elite cornerback, which honestly, like I, I kind of love, but like I, you know, it's kind of like the Dennis Schroeder thing, or it's like it's kind of it's kind of messed up to say that for the player because like, but he's on a prove it deal because he's probably not going to be back in New England next year, so Gilmore's going to be ready to freaking go. Um, J.C. Jackson's like. The defense is going to be stacked this year. And then the offense only got better. So, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, like, they might win the division. Like, I think they have the most complete team in the division. I really do. Like, their offense is, like, a hundred times better than it was last year. Their defense is better, better than it was last year, too. And they almost beat the Bills. Man, they got smoked the last time. But they almost beat the Bills in... Uh, did they get smoked last time? I don't even remember. I think they got smoked. They ended up getting smoked. But, like, the only other team that really kind of scares me in the division is the Bills. Miami doesn't really scare me. Like, their defense, like, a little bit. But, like, their offense just isn't there. Um, the Bills... But I think the the Patriots' defense is better than the Bills' offense. I really do. I think they're... And that might be crazy me to say, but, like... I'm just thinking it over my head, and I haven't really looked too much into the Bills. I mean, I know they got a uh, homeboy from the Saints, but, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, like the the Patriots went 7-9. Bill Belichick went 7-9 and nine last year with that team. If you took rosters just from a stamp, like, a, like looking at two pieces of paper, what? How did he go 7-9 and nine with that team last year? And if he went 7-9 and nine with that team, what is he going to do with this team? All I can say is I'm pretty excited about the Patriots. I'm pretty excited that football's back. Um, 
obviously, you know, next week we're gonna have more to talk about. Oh, we have our, we have our uh, we have our interview next week, and the Patriots will have played, so there'll be more to, to talk about uh, next week. Hopefully, there's more some more Celtics news. Um, I'll give you guys a score update on the Red Sox game. It's not. I feel like it's not looking that good. If we're uh, score update here before we before we close it out, uh, still tied four four. Bottom of the eighth, two outs. Load, 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 load. And Christian Vasquez is at the plate with a man out first. So hopefully I didn't just jinx the, jinx the socks, but I'm going to go home and try and catch the rest of this game. Uh, it's at Fenway, so who knows? Maybe they can rally. Um, but, yeah, everything, um, you know, the usual. Go follow on social media. I'm try, I'm also I'm going to make a, a – a vow to the listeners here. I'm going to be 100% more active on uh, social media here coming forward. Patriot season, um, off-season stuff, we're going to try to be more active on social media. So be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram. Um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, obviously subscribe. Um, go check out thegreatbymedia.com. There's been a ton of blogs going up recently, like way more active, uh, not just sports blogs. So be sure to check that out. And... Um, yeah, get excited for next week. Next week we have a big, uh, big interview. So, um, yeah, I will see you guys next week. Later.